Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 2, Episode 6, Vintage Service Patterns. Yes. I just had to turn on my space heater in here. It is a freezing. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like <sighs> my teeth are chattering back here I'm, in this craft room. Well, I'm glad it's not just me. I've been uh, also really cold today. Like, hmm I think it's just because we had really warm weather for us, especially. Um, and then it went away and got cold again. And this week we got spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty depressing. But um, looking at some old school vintage patterns was fun. If I can't be outside, at least I can be researching a fun new topic for us or I guess not new essentially it's vintage <laughs> um, it's new to us yes I, I want to give a quick shout fun. out oh yes um welcome Sweden real quick sorry I just wanted to yes. say hello thank you for being country number 30 welcome um you know we've had gosh over the last year tons of new listeners so just wanted to throw that in really quick we are pretty excited for that um but back to these vintage patterns here uh just some of the books were even like whether I would ever make the pattern or not, the book would be cool to have. Yeah. Um, I there's quite a few that I found. Um, and a lot of different um magazines also. Oh, yeah. Well, and I time. I was reading like aside from the patterns, like, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, well, what types of different you know, if I think of service items, I'm thinking like, you know, pretty basic universal gloves or mittens, hats, you know, scarves, yep. yeah, things of warmth. Um, and I was reading how they also like a lot of people wouldn't think or consider the female service members. But back then there were also nurses and different things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Not quite as many, you know, like today, of course, it's very, you know everybody can join but um back then it wasn't so the female members that you did have in the service were you know a lot of times in that in that type of a role instead um but they still had to stay warm too so um I was reading up on some of those I know our picture we're posting tonight you'll see a pattern uh there for almost like a helmet lining like a or a really nice ear warming very fit it almost they make me think of like a baby bonnet yeah um or like a i think i think they're called like maybe snoods now oh that have you ever seen the the lorax yes the cartoon (laughs) version (laughs) yes that's what makes me think of too um but it's like a and you see them all the time. I see it's like so, a hood with like a turtleneck. Yes, yes, yes. I was gonna I say see I see people make my... them for dogs. All the time. Oh, even funnier! <laughs> oh my gosh, Liza would be so mad. Ah. Um, but a lot of the across the pond, our UK Great Britain friends, and some of my knitting groups always talk about it. And I just thought maybe it was just like a very English term, like look at that snood. That was a little crappy <laughs> accent. I don't know. But it does make me think of the Lorax. Gatlin was obsessed with that movie when he was little. Obsessed. The cartoon or the one that has Danny DeVito? Well, the cartoon that is like the Danny DeVito one. It's like cartoony, clayish kind of. I don't oh, know. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, the guy, you know, the guy rides the bike away and mm-hmm. he's ready. It's very musical. Actually, I was telling a coworker that his grandkids who love musical type stuff would love that because it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. But uh, those fish and the bears and I thoroughly enjoyed that one. I don't know. Lucas has the one that I think was like the made for TV version. We have it's a DVD like of it. Thirty minutes or something. Oh, we have a DVD. We have the DVD because when the movie first came out, um, it was like a like you know how when you're looking at the, like the guide channel or whatever the gotten off guide channel. How old am I? The guide on your mm-hmm. cable or whatever. Yeah. You have. Um, it was like an advertisement between a couple of channels, and you could watch like a three minute clip. And oh. this kid would watch it like 7,000 times a day. So we finally just bought the DVD. And it was really cute. I really liked it. But that's what that snood makes me 100% want to know who's selling bottles of air. Uh, you know, with yeah. snood. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, the fact that you even have to buy air when you go to the air up a tire or something, you know. Well, and you know, before, I don't know what it's like elsewhere. Maybe some of our listeners can tell us, but it used to be maybe like 25 cents. Shoot, there's mm-hmm. one at Kroger that wants like $4 and takes yeah. a credit card yeah. to get air. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Something else that I thought was interesting with, you know, looking up the vintage patterns, something that I came across was how they would work. Um, I believe it actually said, oh, hang on, I'll pull it up here. I believe it said knitting espionage. Like, hilarious. That, really yes, I was going to say hilarious that you even bring that up because I was thinking of Googling something along those lines. But then I was like, I better not because how, like, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> yes, well, I'm okay, sure so, I would be on a list. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. I'm probably already on one. Um... But I did try to screenshot. I also didn't want to click on too much because there's some circumstances obviously going on right now. Um, and I just don't want to alarm anyone with with anything here. I was literally mm-hmm. just trying to research some old vintage knitting and crochet work. Um, yeah. But there were secret codes. It says knitting is espionage and it specifically mentions Britain's office of censorship and how they banned people from posting knitting patterns abroad because they were worried that the patterns contain coded messages. They could. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> very simple code things Man. like knit green or pearl one for another. Apparently for something different there was different codes that they used um they would also put morse code into their network Hmm. um okay let's be honest i can't freaking read a basic pattern let alone try to save like a country with a knitting pattern like what if you mess that up (laughs) you gave the wrong directions you hope that they got where you were going with it like i I feel like that's a lot of pressure uh pressure they said that they would also um not like certain things to mean like a significant whatever but um yeah they would pose as ordinary citizens and just sit around and knit and that's what they would be working on 
Um, I thought wow. that was wild. That is. And especially for the times, like, how rebellious and brave of these, you know, people. I would assume likely a lot of women. Um, yeah. But I wonder, too, how many people were given patterns to to do and maybe didn't realize that that was what they were doing yes also you know like we need you to follow this pattern and just make a bunch of scarves like the grandma's growing weed for their grandsons and stuff and they think it's like tomato plants or something you know what i mean marigolds yep yes you (laughs) see stories like that that actually happen locally um to us not either one of our cities but in an adjacent county um one time there was a lady an older lady whose grandson had her uh growing stuff out in her garden for him but she didn't know what it was she just thought it was just you know pretty or something i don't know um and the neighbors turned her onto the cops because they knew exactly what it was Oh, and they she... like raided her house and everything. She's like an eighty-year-old lady. Oh, no. So I just wonder too, like, oh, how many people were maybe knitting these coded messages and things unbeknownst to them. Yeah, that's true. And you know, also I just think, obviously, the times we're in now are far different because there is way more technology now. Back then, yeah. Somebody handed you a paper and said, look, we're at war and we really need your yarn skills here. Whip out those needles and get to working on this pattern. You would likely just work on that pattern. Um, Right. You know, they said a lot of times that the women would also knit uh, or crochet a lot because, like, there was nothing else to pass the time waiting on an update to know if their, you know, husband or whatever was okay Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, like. I don't know, I guess for that sense, I'm really thankful for mindless stuff like TikTok, except for shout out to Eric on our TikTok, who may or may not follow us or listen to us. Uh-huh. Might have accidentally sent you a message of someone mixing some watercolor. Uh-huh. Dirty look to myself this week. Here's the deal. Oh. I dozed off. I dozed off. And like woke up and was like, what? I sent a message? So I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Because if we're being honest, I don't really know how to work TikTok as it is. Clearly, clearly, Eric, I'm really sorry, but I uh, appreciate you for watching that video and saying hello back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, these weirdos. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny because it's social media, like, nobody knows me. I don't really try to talk in any of the videos I have posted or whatever. I try to just do fun music and stuff. So then I'm like, gosh, you creep. You sent this guy a message. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and, like, if it would have been, like, one of our regular listeners, um, you know, I could have been like, hey, what's up? I'm so sorry about that. But, hey, random stranger, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but, you know, back then, there wasn't technology. Now there is. So you can mindlessly scroll on TikTok until you fall asleep mm-hmm. and not have to worry so much about what's happening in the real world. And I think also because of technology and all the advances we've made here, so many people do not, at least here in our country, uh, do not have like a regular, say, cable or satellite or whatever. A lot of people. It's true. Have I don't. A mixture of you know Netflix or Amazon mm-hmm. or Hulu or whatever. There's billion options these days. Right. But I think because of that, maybe as many people aren't up to speed. So like, even though yes, we've got all this technology in your face, you you can choose to opt out and just live the glorious life of. 
ignorance is bliss and mm-hmm. you know I think a lot of people maybe aren't as aware like maybe that's relatable to times back then but on the other hand I don't know I feel like now if somebody was trying to be like Sarah we need you to crochet this hat follow this exact pattern like you would look at it and be like wait a minute I just googled this and it's Morse code for you, you know, know what my actual response would have been I would oh, have been no. like, mm, can I make it in a different color? Because <laughs> mm, can I use retro stripe? <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. I would nitpick at something about it because I like I like following patterns. But as we've talked on here before too, I don't like being told what to make. I just want to make it, and then if you like it or you want to buy it or whatever, great. But I like to make what I'm in the mood for. So. If I happen to be in the mood for making scarves or hats or something at the time, and somebody's like, Sarah, we need you to make this blanket, and we'd be like, okay, A, I'm not making a blanket. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll work on it when I have a minute. <laughs> right. Unless um, you're giving me several months to do it because it is going to come third in line to my two temperature blankets that I'm making right now. I also yes. have all festivals coming up that I'm getting ready for and fair entries. So. Keep How soon mind. are we talking? How soon do you want this message to be relayed? Right. Couldn't you send it in a text? <laughs> I know, actually, and not that it's funny, of course. We always just hope everybody understands. We try to make light of things because sometimes it's like laugh or cry. And we usually like to go with laugh. So that's true. We just hope that everybody by now that has listened this long understands that. But I kid you not when I say I was crying today talking to Sarah because... We always are just trying to think of different things like, oh, okay, what are we going to, you know, what are we going to call the episode this week? And I tossed out Weaving for War, which is really heavy and dark, and I'm not sure why. I think it's because I woke up and it's, I watch too much news. So the opposite of those people that watch zero news, I watch too much news, which is stupid. But I woke up singing that stupid, like, what is the, what was that, 70s? Is that song from the Yeah, 70s? I think it was... Might even have been late 60s. Oh, uh, let's early look it 70s. Up. I'm not sure. Who even sang it? Let's get real here. I'm going to get. As soon as that came out of your mouth, though, today, I didn't say anything. I was like, I'm just going to let her chew on that for a second. I just <laughs> died. And then I couldn't stop laughing because everything else we said, like, what about this or what about that? Like, I literally just kept being like, gosh, Brittany, you really wanted to go with weaving for war? <laughs> well, in. And we want to talk about the history of, you know, the, the patterns and how right the right, vintage side of it. Warm. Not right, not not to be like said, heavy and dark. News, and falling asleep, make messaging people on TikTok. Like I don't know what happened last night, but I woke up with the song by Edwin Starr from 1970 from the album War and Peace, which is. You know, he says, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, all day. I've literally been in my head all day. So I feel like maybe that's why I was a little dark and deep about leaving for war. I feel like I'm going to have to institute a no news after 9 p.m. I feel like that's not a bad idea. Time for you. Pretty Food Network only after 9 p.m. Right. Go to sleep watching Chopped instead. Right. So HGTV, dumb because I'll totally. 9 p.m. and on. That's it. <laughs> I'll turn it on and be like, oh, you're going to catch up and see what's going on. And then like 4.7 seconds later, I'm like <sighs> sleeping. 
So it's stupid. It's like I just let that play in my subconscious all the time. Well, and here's why I don't watch the news. Because it gets outdated so fast that I'm like, oh, that's not what you said yesterday. Or that's not what was going on. And I'm like, I don't even bother because tomorrow it's going to be different. Well, and I feel like no matter what news you're watching, whether it is national or if it is your local, you know, look for us, we get Columbus news. That's our local whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can watch about 15 minutes of local news and then guess what? That was it. They're just going to keep repeating it every 15 minutes now for the next four hours. Yeah. Here's our headlines. Here's the weather. Here's what you missed. Somebody got ran over. In Columbus, somebody gets, a pedestrian gets hit like nightly in Columbus. I don't know what happens. Somebody did not learn left, right, left again, I feel like. in Frank- No. <laughs> no. It's so, so bad. But traffic. like every morning they're like, breaking news. You know, and... <laughs> What I'm dosing out dirty bugs. How is that even news still at this point? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Because here's what they do. And this is why they're getting a dirty look this week. Media stations. As if you had had enough dirty looks from everyone. I'm going to give you one more. I very much dislike that. Okay, back in my day, I'm 37. Growing up, if there was breaking news, it was MFing breaking news. Like, it was... <laughs> OJ driving the Bronco or (laughs) I mean like it was breaking news oh man every single day on the hour they start the hour with you know breaking news this just into the newsroom and it could literally be like six kids got sick at the daycare on Bright Avenue no (laughs) they have hands up mouth that is not breaking news that's what we need. We need a high profile trial going on. I feel like is what well is what funny. I need in life right now. Funny you should mention that. There happens to be one going on here and the media is not covering an ounce of it. Oh. Uh the Ghislaine Maxwell case, jury oh. juror number fifty was like counted out and it's probably going to be ending up in like a mistrial or something ridiculous but have you heard an ounce of that on the news Mm -mm. speaking of that reliable news that we've got um but we do we need like an old school high profile case because also back in the day dude i'll tell you the oj trial i think we've even talked about it someone here everyone in our household Mm -hmm. ate breathed Slept and lived the OJ trial during that time. <laughs> and you yeah. wouldn't even think about considering to change that channel because mom was recording it on VHS just <laughs> in case. <laughs> and you know, back in those days, you had like one TV, so everybody watched the OJ trial. Yeah. I mean, at fifth and sixth grade, like I could totally 100% tell you way more gory details about OJ Simpson and his situation that I probably should have known at that age. Um, but we need something to consume America like that, or the well, world. The world needs a, a something to be consumed with, I other mean, than the nonsense we've been dealt these days. I watched the Casey Anthony stuff every night on Nancy Grace for like two oh. years straight. <laughs> I know. Gosh, I get sucked into that. I always call it the Nancy Grace channel. It's not. I think it's like HLN, HLN or, or something. Yeah, yeah. But they do these um forensic files shows. I don't know if you ever watched those. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll do like. It's forensic files, so I'll get sucked. And they're only a half an hour, which I thoroughly appreciate, rather than like an hour long or two hour long dateline. Half an hour. And then you're like, crap, it's another one starting now. I got to know what happened here. But they'll do that. And then it's like a, a whole thing. Like, well, 12 hours later, I'm still watching forensic files. And 
I don't know. That's another thing that I'm such a weirdo about. I can 100% be like, man, this news is stressing me out. Let's turn on that murder, you know, serial yeah. killer show. True crime. Go to I love it. Me too. Why are our brains wired? I don't, well, because I think that it makes me feel better about my life. Because I'm like, man, I had a really hard day at work today. But you know what didn't happen? I didn't get stabbed in my kitchen today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, which brings us to a question. Do you... Or do you not, listeners, we want to know you too. Do you or do you not keep a butcher block or knife block on your counter with all your knives in it? Um, no, I don't have a butcher block. I have like a Tupperware tote. It's a rather large that it just is like it sits on top of my counter and all of my spoons and knives and spatulas and tongs and everything is it's just a mixed bag of scissors like you never you don't want to stick your hand in it without actually like looking and carefully maneuvering around the spatulas and things because you could really probably cut yourself pretty easily well, and I, saw I need to get a better system it. for me i've seen enough of these scream movies or scary movies in general that i just don't feel like okay like if i've got dishes some dishes in the sink from dinner and one of those happens to be a big knife I'll be like, oh, that knife is sticking out. Let me lay it down underneath of all this other stuff. Because in my brain, in case someone would break in, I don't want them to have easy access to that knife that's just sticking out of the bowl in the sink. Um, I don't know why my brain, again, functions that way. But all of my knives are kept in a drawer away and back behind a bunch of stuff. Not because my kids are weird or shady. They don't mess with anything. But because I have an irrational fear of someone getting in and wearing a screen mask and getting a hold of my knives. No, I don't have that fear. Um, but probably because between the the three wolves that we have, I feel like like I will have plenty of notice if anyone tries to sneak up. On yeah, them. see, the difference here is I've got a chihuahua who gives zero shits if anybody wants to break in this house. Or in general, if you want to come and take the town over, like she's just going to be asleep under her blanket and she'd like you to leave her alone. Um, so in that aspect, I mean, I've got cameras that would likely alert me. And again, it's a completely, it's like a stupid irrational fear because it just is and how my brain works. But yeah, I've seen a lot of scary movies and I feel like those butcher blocks look pretty and like your little show house. Mm -hmm. But in real life, you can't, can't do that. Yeah, I don't really have knives that are really sharp though either i have like paring knives and stuff i got a bunch of knives that also aren't really sharp and i don't know how that happens because i've got a bunch of them that like should have been good knives but don't hardly cut a thing no and then it goes to like the back of that list is like some pretty sharp knives but they might be like I don't even know, man, like two foot long. Like who, what are you cutting with that? Yeah. Jeff gets mad at me because there's sometimes when I just know I need a sharp knife and like I could be cutting up like a pork tenderloin and I'll get out one of those bad boys. And he is like, what are you doing with that? Put that, <laughs> put that away. What are we doing? Like, well, it's I sharp. don't own steak knives or anything. The last time I bought a knife was, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago to cut a birthday cake with. And oh. That's it. And the rest of them are like the really small, like pairing knives for like, you know, like cutting fruits and vegetables. Um, that we 
carried out Operation Gravy Train for, mm-hmm. um, had a fundraiser for her church a few years back selling knives. And oh. at the time, I literally didn't think much of it. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna. They weren't badly priced. They were Rada knives. Um, dude, the handle got weird because maybe you're not supposed to put them in the dishwasher, but in my world, everything goes in the dishwasher. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> the handle is kind of weird texture-wise, and I'm not a fan of that, but the knives themselves, they're pretty badass, and I've had them since uh, the original building mm-hmm. of our complex, and... They were like I for these two knives. One's kind of like a chefy style bigger knife, and then one's like a pretty sharp meat filleting type knife. Um, I might have paid twenty bucks for them. Oh, that's not bad at all. And they are really nice. I need to look the. I forgot about them. I need to look them up and see if. Uh, I don't know if you can just buy them without it being like a fundraiser. You know, something else I Probably. stumbled across, too, and I don't know if you saw any of these. Um, when I was looking up for, you know, just different vintage patterns and things I could find from those that era, um, a lot of vintage recipes kept popping up, too, of, like... Oh, yes. My Pinterest, I get them a lot, too. Like, a lot of also, like, handwritten or, like, typewriter-type recipes that someone took a picture of. And you can tell it's probably, like, their great-great-grandmas because there's, like, coffee stains and shit all over it. Yes. <sighs> I love those. I'm like, you know that has to be a good recipe. It's been around for 100 years. <laughs> well, <laughs> and know? some of them, too. Like, I don't know. Like, growing up, just random things that, like, looking back were probably, like, war-era meals. Like... Um, oh yeah like soca toast or like the you know the instant my grandma miller ate it was instant coffee poured over toast which sounds disgusting but of the no time, i just eat toast with my coffee <laughs> like i wouldn't be pouring it you know or here's something like mom and i think like she was raised this way obviously she wasn't born until the early 60s so they were coming out of that time but you know, her parents having eight kids and my grandpa being one of 17, they were raised in that era. So, like, I'll tell you, mom used to never dip her Oreos in milk. She dipped them in hot water. Mm, nope. <laughs> Dude, nope. Like, the... I'd rather not dip them in anything. I'd rather just right. eat the Oreo than dip it right. in Right. Hot water. And, like, no joke, she'd pull out a pack of Oreos. Flip that faucet water on hot and stand there for a minute just talking to you like nothing's going on. And then whoop, there would go the Oreo into the water and they like it's almost enough to no. start you for life. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll talk to you when you're done. But nothing <laughs> says like poor war era then mm. here, young child, dip your cookie in this scalded water. I mean, I I'm with you. I would have rather just had a dry cookie. Like, I'm down with a dry cookie. <laughs> um, oh, but no, that thanks. or, like, you know, growing up, mom always made a lot for us. And thinking about even eating it now, it makes me want to throw up. But, like, she'd hard boil two eggs, peel the shells off, mash them up with a fork and butter and salt and pepper. And that mm. was it. It'd be like butter egg mash. <laughs> That was the end. No. That was the I'm like that with peanut butter, though. Like, I can't eat peanut butter anymore. I could barely eat it as a child, that and bologna, because I feel like we had that all the time growing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because 
my dad was military and my mom didn't work and military pay is just not a lot, you know, at least not here in our country. It isn't. And so my mom couponed a lot, but like there was like, you had dinner, like dinner was like a meal, but for like lunches and that kind of stuff, like it was mostly like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or, um, ramen noodles or uh, yes the bologna sandwiches and like yeah you know, the cheese mom- sandwiches and i'm like i just i can't do it anymore <laughs> can't do cheese it. sandwiches and mom always bought the garlic bologna um mm, no or, not a fan <laughs> or uh chip chopped ham we had a lot of that where it was like literally just chopped ham the cheapest lunch meat there was and then so thin it wasn't even full slices it was like chipped dude chip chop ham and some swiss cheese still i would still take that today over a lot of meals that's what i will still eat a lot of um but i don't know it's just weird man like like you said cheese sandwiches Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was also a big part of my life and i can't even fathom now like gatlin would be down with a cheese sandwich because he doesn't eat meat Remy would be like, uh, excuse me. She would rather have no bread, but just have all meat. So she wouldn't be down with a cheese sandwich either. But I don't know. I can't, you know, and I hope that everything that's going on, obviously, and we pray that everything, you know, whatever is going on here in the world figures itself out and everybody just gets back to a good, normal, semi-normal life. Um, obviously stuff's gonna happen but like it's pretty heavy right now man so yeah well and it will it will work itself out it always does just takes time yeah I think so too so for anybody that's listening like first of all we're we're definitely with you but um, no matter where you are knitting and crochet have literally been a thing you know for times like this to ease your mind and to make things as you're thinking of others or, you know, to make things to donate or, um, you know, there's a lot that we can do from where we're at to still make an impact. And, you know, no matter where you're at, there's people in your country or, you know, I'm sure you could look up online. There's probably places you can donate to if you want, but, you know, just keep your hands busy. And like Sarah said, this too shall pass. Uh, it's always something though, is it not? It like, is. Like, I feel like when we were younger and kids or maybe in school and things, we didn't realize it as much until we became adults. But I can tell you, if, in my adulthood, it's always something. <laughs> always something. It is. And that's, you know, it's funny you say that. Gatlin and I had a conversation tonight. Gatlin hates getting his hair cut. He gets really upset about it. He thinks he looks weird afterwards. And it's a whole ordeal every time he gets his hair cut. We do this. And, like, we had talked about it. And then, you know, that's the end of that. Well, then the rest of the night, this kid, I told him tonight, actually, that I need him to channel Elsa and let it go. Because he just keeps harping on stuff. And I said, you know what? You're exactly right. Like, you can be upset all you want, but you are choosing that. You know, things are going to happen in life that are going to be shitty. And real talk, you can mope around about it or you can try to just deal with it as best as you can and help if you're able like mm-hmm. it's gonna happen but I don't know me getting myself worked up about it right here 
in this tiny little town in the middle of Ohio is not going to solve a single thing. What can I do, though? I can knit stuff, and I can try to donate it that way and maybe help some people. And I can just try to keep my calm. So I feel like that's the biggest thing. We've got 30 countries listening. Everyone listening, please just keep your calm. We will get through whatever's going on. We've got some cool vintage patterns and some things we're going to post later. So um, you need something? Look at that stuff. It's pretty neat. And otherwise, this world's going to just keep spinning. It is, whether we want it to or not. So, you know, we're just going to keep making the best of every day we've got here. We've got spring around the corner where we are at. And although it's going to snow on Saturday, uh, we're looking past that. It's going to be warm again after that. Right. They're lucky on Sunday the the time changes. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, I know. If it's going to... Can you imagine how fast our day is going to go on Monday? Because, like, we're going to be an hour ahead of what we're used to. Oh, it's going to be so dumb. We're going to look at the clock and be like, oh my gosh, it's one o'clock already. I don't remember. It was just 12 yesterday. That fellow's name from Australia, but he's the guy, again, that did the daylight savings nonsense. Mm -hmm. So, come Sunday, Monday, we're going to be not happy with him. And it's going to be weird because it's like, I don't know. You know, in the fall when it changes, we've we've discussed, I kind of enjoy it, but I do like the daylight, you know, for the summertime, it's cool. I just wish we would just pick one and stick stick it there, though. Just pick one and go with it, because the changing is what I dislike. Yeah. Uh, It's just no fun to adjust. And those of you with little ones, real sorry, because it's going to rock their world. It always does. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nobody prepares you for that of parenting, I don't think. No one ever told me is a pregnant or pre being a mom saying like, "Mm, watch out for that, for those time changes, by the way. Yeah, there needs to be, and I'm sure there probably is, but there needs to be a book of what you're not told in the parenting books, like the ugly, ugly truth of some of the, some of the stuff that you're maybe not yeah, I, I don't know if prepared is the way to say it because I mean you can really look anything up on the internet these days and mommy blogs and Facebook groups and oh, like, stuff, but yeah, some things no. I just I didn't know. <laughs> I hundred percent agree. Um, Remington had a bit of a situation that when the doctor, she was a baby, like you know a new baby, and he explained it to me, and I said, "What that can happen?" Like I literally would have probably laid a wager that that wasn't a real thing until he's like hey here's what we need to do and make sure that we keep an eye on this and I like I came back to work after appointment and uh, we have a couple of co-workers with the same name that used to all be in our team together and I asked them both like look here's what they said is this is that real and they both were like what no never heard of that that's crazy but that's the kind of stuff that needs to go in that book Mm -hmm. who can we get to publish this thing yeah and like i think everybody thinks that giving birth to baby is beautiful and just this moment for you and your significant other and stuff but i don't know does are there books that tell you that like 
you poop on the table when you're pushing a baby out because that yeah. happens. And, okay, and <laughs> breastfeeding is so glorious. Don't get me wrong, breastfeeding's I got nothing against it. I did it with both of my kids. Not glorious. Not a single aspect of it was glorious for me. It was awkward and painful. And I had a kid with an upper lip tie and I just, it, it was just not like every book you ever read makes it feel like you are going to have a natural instinct to just know exactly what to do. That's a lie. That's right. a lie. <laughs> you're going to wing it until they're about three and then your body's going to trick you because you're going to be like, well, it wasn't so bad. And then you have another kid and then you're like, son of a bitch. Yes, it was. Well, and I like to see maybe more diaper commercials with maybe not the cooing and giggling baby and maybe the colicky baby with the mom who has the baby blues and is literally having a mental breakdown over changing a baby diaper. <laughs> that had a blowout while he was jumping in his bouncer. Yes. Huggies, can we get on that commercial? Oh my gosh, Yes. <laughs> Because We're not going to be real emailing life. any representatives tonight. We're going to go straight to Huggies and Pampers. <laughs> Here's to looking at you, Procter and Gamble. Isn't that who's in Cincinnati? Oh, I don't, I don't P&G, know. Are they in Cincinnati? I think I'm they are. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of real talk. Like the baby pictures. Jeff used to literally, he would send me a picture because Jeff's always been a stay-at-home dad. So those ages, like I distinctly remember being at work and getting like a text message picture of like the back of Remington. <laughs> shit up to her hair. Can I please cut this outfit off? And I'd be like, yes. 100%. Yes. Throw in the trash. <laughs> it costs $4 at Walmart. She's worn it enough times that we got our money out of it. But dude, that's well, the stuff nobody... Well, nobody prepares for you, man. Gatlin had a blowout as a new baby. We were at the cemetery of all places to inappropriately be laughing our faces off. But we had a really terrible blowout situation at the cemetery. And we, new parents, not prepared for that. We didn't have extra wipes. We didn't have anything and all we could do was laugh it was terrible but no life doesn't prepare you for that kind of stuff I and it kills like... me the parents too like especially the the new parents I should say the new moms or haven't been moms yet who are like my kid will never wear garage sale clothes I'm like yes they will because they're only going to wear it for a month and a half and then and it's not gonna fit them and then it, and that's if you don't have to cut it off of them Yes. <laughs> like we were just talking and, about and throw it in the trash you know what think there's a meme that says something like you know people without kids my kid will never and then the next line it says something <laughs> right. like here they come never like they have never never before and I'm like <laughs> yes yes, yes. Oh so if there's any new moms or going to be moms or even moms who can relate to us on this we would love to hear from you because I feel like Probably a good 90, 95% of our listeners can relate. And let's see. Regardless of where you're from, I guarantee you, you can relate. (laughs) If you have two kids, tell me that second child is not going to be your heart attack. Because I feel like I keep seeing things that say that. But my second child is literally a spitfire. And I'm not sure how we're going to survive her teenage years. I wonder if it's a boy-girl thing, too. Because I was way wilder than Caitlin was growing up. But I think it's because, like you and your sister, Caitlin saw me in trouble on the regular. And she was like, I don't want to be a part of that. Yes. Now, I was, I think, more wild than Tiff was as far as, like, 
going out and doing that kind of stuff. But like when it came to mom, mm-mm. but again, it almost pissed her off more that I didn't argue with her. She would like then just pick fights with me because when she, when there was an argument to be had, it was going to be had. Yeah. And I would try to avoid it like the plague. So like she could literally be like, you know, hey, you didn't do the laundry like you were supposed to. So you're grounded for the next seven years. And I'd be like, okay, I'm really sorry. Seven years sounds good. Is there anything else? And then that would literally send her <laughs> over the edge. Like, oh, oh, you're just okay with it. And then it just, I mean, turn into a whole thing. But, and I'd be like, what, what do you want me to argue back? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. But yeah, that was always the worst, man. Tiff was the arguer. I was not. Like, I just wanted to be done with it and move on. And let's, Let's go back to everybody just acting like everything is fine. That's all I wanted. But yeah, that was never, never a good answer either. So I don't know, man. <laughs> no winning uh, parenting of the 90s at its finest. Uh, we survived a whole lot of craziness back then. Um, well, there was no social media to tell on us either. <laughs> I know. You know, you were posting on Facebook that you were 16 at some farm party that you were supposed to be at i know the only time we ever snuck and stayed out all night we had to pretend to call mom pretending to be at a friend's house but we were calling from a pay phone a pay phone (laughs) like good thing caller id didn't exist to say like yeah shawnee square pay phone (laughs) um but we totally barked in the background to pretend like we were there no, it, the whole thing did not work. In case you were wondering, 100%, it did not. Oh. But, you know, good old payphone days there where you would, like, dial collect and be like, Mom, come pick me up at the movies. Click. <laughs> because, you know, please say your name after yeah. the tone or whatever. But Do you accept yeah. a collect call from? Yeah. Come and pick me up. I'm at the mall. Um, right. Gosh, kids these days. Kids these days. I feel so old saying that. But they'll never know. Um. If you're old like us and you do know, tell us your fun stories. We would love to hear it. Um, you can always email us. It is spelled all the way out, needles, hooks, and dirty looks at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at needleshooksdo. Our TikTok is also at needleshooksdo. And you can find us there if you randomly want to get videos from us. Uh, Eric, I'm really sorry still. And... I don't know. We hope to hear from you. We love seeing the pictures of your dogs. Oh my gosh. Um, and we love all your feedback. Again, Facebook is kind of being a fool and not letting us reply, but keep posting because we do see it. We, we are it. seeing them and we are heart reacting to them. <laughs> Thanks. My Instagram also, um, I'm sorry, Phoebe. Um, it was four days behind on notifications. So I didn't even know that there was any kind of comment or interaction at all on instagram until four days later it said i had a notification it's so <laughs> mad like what in the like, world no. like we just know in our heart of hearts we would always be replying to you guys like immediately if the universe would allow it right um but otherwise keep messaging us keep commenting and show us what's up get in our uh needles hooks and dirty looks year-long stitchathon group on facebook Still a super fun, loving, joyous crowd of folks over there. And we are cranking out these blankets. So uh, we hope to see you there. And otherwise, we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye.